Good day, everybody. It is time for Vittles and Vitals, the podcast where we talk about vital life issues and their natural connections to Vittles, also known as food, eats, cuisine, fodder, chow, groceries, grub, or maybe in Spanish, la comida, French, la lemon, or Arabic, aco. All right, all right, Dad. I think we get the idea. (laughs) Okay. So I'm Jay Reed. I'm the father. And I'm Jacob Reed. I'm the son, and we're your hosts. This is our first episode, our number one, numero uno, the beginning, the fundamental, the premiere edition, the inaugural, the original, the introductory. Dad, come on. Okay. Too much time on thesaurus.com. It's my favorite website. Uh, Moving on. Uh, This episode will be slightly different from our normal format. Today, we're going to introduce our listeners to the big idea behind the podcast, as well as tell a little bit about ourselves, our resume or our street cred, as it were. All right, so first things we're going to start off with are the vitals. So the meaning of vital is something that is essential. On dictionary.com, the adjective form is of relating or relating to life, essentially. The noun form is the essential part of something. Parallel to those definitions, the word vital brings up, at least in my mind, images of vital signs. Whether you're in the medical field or not, we've all seen an episode of Grey's Anatomy Shout out to my sister for making me watch at least a season and a half. Or, for the little bit more gray-haired people out there, you could say seasoned, maybe ER perhaps. And for the young folk out there, George Clooney was a part of that show. Looked it up earlier. So, vital signs are the measurements doctors or nurses use to see whether you stand against the norms, whether you're progressing or declining. So, we're going to look at issues in culture and give our take on whether we're progressing or declining as a society. Basically, we use vital signs to show that something is alive and well in the body and in culture. And what's the heartbeat of the culture? That's where the vittles come in. Vittles is simply, really, is just another word for food. Uh, according to culinarylore.com, it's viewed by some as an old word. And actually, it is, uh, if you look back at the history of the word, it's come from, comes from the 1300s. Hmm. Uh, so it's an old word primarily used in the South, Old West, the mountains, uh, places like that. And as sons of the South, we get this. Uh, So here's the bottom line. We all got to eat. Behind every good story, every life event, there's food. It it doesn't take much to think about this, but a baby is born. People bring food to the parents and the baby nurses. At birthdays, you've got cake. At weddings, you have the reception. And then you've got parties and potlucks and all kinds of things in between. And finally, at funerals, especially in the South, it means casseroles. So food is a key part of our lives. It's a key part of our culture from the cradle to the grave. So for some, it might simply be fuel. It might be functional. For example, someone who needs more or less of a certain nutrient to live better, uh, live healthier. It might just be fun. Uh, We've had a lot of fun eating at the state fairs, uh, donut burgers and fun null cakes. Get it? Fun null cakes. So many calories. Uh, Twinkies, et cetera, like that. Uh, uh, It might be famous, uh, the food itself or the chef who made it or the restaurant where you eat it. It might be just be fantastic or fabulous. But no matter the identity, food connects to everything in some way. And we're going to talk about those connections to whatever topic we choose to talk about that day. So speaking of identity, who exactly are we, Dad? Well, one of the things I've learned over the course of my 40-something years... Whoa, 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 whoa. Last time I checked, you were in your 50s. Well, isn't 12-something? 40 plus 12 is 52. 40-something. 
That sounds like the right age group there. <laughs> We're getting warm. All right, all right. So back to the story. Uh, something I've learned is that I'm not just one person. Uh, in my day job, I'm a pharmacist. So those who come to the pharmacy where I work, that's how they know me. They give Jay the pharmacist. Uh, they may not see me in any, in any other setting. So if I'm out of my scrubs and I'm wearing a baseball cap and somebody sees me you know, in the grocery store, they, they may not even know who I am. Uh, but then I have the other group of people who read the Sunday paper or maybe Eat Drink Mississippi magazine or folks I meet at other food events and meetings. And to them, I'm, I'm a food writer. I'm a food contest judge or something like that. Uh, to a lot of people here in my hometown, I'm Jerry and Jenny's son. That's, that's, that may be all they know about me. They may not know anything else that I do. Uh, same, the same sort of vein there, I might be Melissa's husband if I go to her job. Nobody there knows what I do. I'm just Melissa's husband. Maybe I'm your dad or Lauren's dad, the guy who sends the postcards. Uh, in overseas settings, I've taught English as a second language. Uh, and most of those students you know, had no idea of any of that other aspect of my life. Uh, so a, a different kind of context, you know, I was born in Texas. I moved quickly to Startville, a college town here in Mississippi, uh, literally a few weeks later after birth, and stayed here through the time I finished at the rival college up the road. I moved then to amazing western North Carolina in the mountains there for about 10 years, where I met my wife, Melissa. She wasn't from there either, and where you, Jacob, were born. Um, from there, we moved a little further east and dabbled in graduate school to help us prepare for another big move to the Middle East, where we lived for 10 years, where uh, your, your sister was born, and then back to hometown Mississippi. And then as far as my food cred goes, uh, I do write a food column for our local paper, for a statewide magazine. Got a few other bylines here and there. I've been involved with the local arts council. I've helped lead and develop food-centric events. I've judged multiple food contests, anything from barbecue to sweet potatoes, uh, all kinds of fun stuff like that. I'm a member of the Southern Foodways Alliance. I've appeared in some videos highlighting local restaurants uh, on YouTube and such as that. And I've been a part of a food show on Mississippi Public Television. So I call myself a food enthusiast. And for the past 10 years, my life has changed dramatically uh, because of that interest in food, and, and in a very positive way. So Jacob has some overlapping elements in our story, but I'll, I'll let him tell his own tale. Yeah, so I'm going to flip his thing. So I'm going to first dive into my, my story and then tie a little bit into my, my identities, per se, that give me a little bit of street cred in this. Um, so as he said, I was born in the beautiful mountains of North Carolina in that area. Um, didn't really do much, just kind of sat around and ate for a while, um, but grew up. Uh, in that Middle East, which I think is a, a pretty cool experience that I got to have just growing up in a, a different culture um, and getting to experience foods um, as some of my first foods being from a, an area, different part of the world, which I think is pretty awesome. Uh, then got to move uh, down here to Starkville, went to high school at my dad's alma mater, tried to follow in his footsteps a little bit until it came to college. And instead <laughs> of the... Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, dramatic sound effects over here. Um, but instead of going to the rival school up north, I went to the, the school across town. Uh, so I go to Mississippi State right now um, studying chemical engineering, which is glorified math equations about water through pipes. And uh, <laughs> we'll hopefully end up going to seminary um, to do some children's ministry there. But tying a little bit into kind of my identities that I have, First and foremost, for a lot of people, I'm I'm Jacob. A lot of people know me as son. That is my title 
uh, within my dad's articles, there is a large group of people that just know me as the community missions guy. Um, there's some people at my mom's work that know me as the kid that comes on Wednesdays at two and brings trivia with them. Um, and there's a large population in Texas that merely know me as Sputane, um, which is my <laughs> camp name. We'll probably talk about something like that uh, eventually. As far as food cred, I have a lot less than my father besides uh, just kind of tagging along in a lot of journeys. Um, most of these events that he has been a part of, if they were in Starkville, I was most likely there, except for a couple of the bigger ones. Um, just kind of tagging along uh, and eating the food that he paid for, which has been great. So most of my street cred just comes from him um, and just being his son. So with this topic and this podcast in general, we, uh, we are going to have fun and we want our listeners to have fun as well. But every once in a while, we're going to tackle uh, a couple more serious topics. But the most important thing is that we are always going to have that food aspect around it because, as we said earlier, food is the heartbeat of culture, and we are food enthusiasts here at this podcast. Hey, do you uh, hear like a drum beat in the distance? Hear something. I think those beats mean it's time for our flavor it. It's when we're going to tell you about something that is, you know, maybe a vital part of our life, maybe a, a vittle we enjoy, a vital vittle. Um, I know that that got canned. You didn't like vital vittle, but uh. we're all we're all about alliteration here at Vittles and Vitals. All right, Dad. So, what's your favorite for this week? My favorite this week, you know, one of the things that you and I have in common, and have had a lot of fun doing. I think we'll we'll talk about this at length in another in a future episode. Is coffee. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, just exploring different methods of, of coffee making and different blends and such as that. Uh, so a few years ago, maybe two years ago, I went to, your mom and I went to Birmingham for our anniversary trip and ate breakfast this breakfast at this place called the Alabama Biscuit Company. And one of the things that they had was a sorghum latte. Hmm. So it was sweetened with sorghum. Okay. So we could get, I, I can't get into, I have to go look up my, my old uh, column on the difference between sorghum and molasses and all that. But, but uh, it's a very dark, dark syrup, um, not very refined. You know, it's like the early stages of, of, of the syrup process, mm -hmm. we'll say. So for a bunch of our listeners, if we're going to use kind of like a maple syrup as kind of our, our judgment point, how would you put a sorghum against like a maple syrup? Because a lot of people have had Much thicker, much darker in, okay. in, in flavor, kind of a, a, a deeper flavor okay. than maple syrup. And certainly, if you, like if you have Cairo syrup, there's white Cairo syrup and there's dark Cairo syrup. It's going to be on that dark side. It's the dark side of syrups. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> no, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I've I tried this at home this week. I'm, I'm seriously I'm seriously into uh, trying new things in coffee, and uh, I can drink it black, or I can drink it severely adulterated. So this week I've I've been adding um, sorghum to my coffee, and I have found it to be quite tasty. So if you're looking for something to shake up your coffee routine, then uh, I recommend trying different syrups. And sorghum is the one I tried this week again, but uh, and I've done anything from pancake syrup to to brown sugar to you know anything that's sweet. I'll, I'll give it a try. This, this, this week it's sorghum. My favorite is sorghum coffee. Oh, 
That does sound delicious, and I'm going to have to probably steal some sorghum from you to try that that out. My favorite for this week is uh, finding a recipe that kind of pushes your boundaries a little bit um, as a cook. Um, so recently, I was on Pinterest. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, shout out to <laughs> Pinterest. Um, it, it is a it is a social media where you can find just about anything. Except our podcast. <laughs> Except our podcast. You can find a lot of things. Who on. knows? Maybe we'll do Pinterest. <laughs> you can find a lot of things on um, on Pinterest, but I like to use it for recipes because you can pretty much search anything and find a good recipe. Um, so the other day, I wanted to attempt an Alfredo sauce. Uh, so I, I looked up. I found, I think it's the best homemade Alfredo sauce ever. It's like the second one if you search homemade Alfredo sauce. Oh, it's the second best. Alfredo sauce ever. Yeah, well, in your definition. <laughs> um, and then I just went to the store, and I got my ingredients, and I tackled it. It took, uh, it really pushed my limits as a chef. I had to learn how to like thicken, thicken milk and heavy cream, but it was delicious. And I made some mistakes along the way, but now I have a new recipe that I have learned and I can attempt again. Um, so that's my favorite for this week. Just uh, taking a recipe that you is a little bit outside of your ability and just going for it because most of the time you're a better chef than you think. Yeah, and we'll get we'll get Jacob to tell us later about some of the other things that he's he's done as a college student, quote unquote chef. But I will say that when he sent me the picture of this Alfredo from scratch that he worked so hard on, and it was on a white styrofoam plate. And I'm like, really? You worked that hard? And then <laughs> you put it on a, a styrofoam plate and your response was? Well, I am in college, and it was left over from the person who had last lived in my house. So you got to use that free stuff when you have it. It was free, and I appreciate that. As a father who gets the bills, I appreciate that. (laughs) All right, well, that's all for this week. Thank you for listening. Please come back and listen again. And we also would love for you to like, subscribe, and rate wherever you pick up this podcast. And until next time, eat well and live well.